Welcome to Two Girls, One Server. I'm just filling space because you're supposed to be shit here eventually. <laughs> Episode four of Two Girls One Server the podcast. Dun, dun, dun. I'm Babs. I know. I always forgot the name of our podcast. <laughs> I'm Babs. <laughs> and I'm Belle. And together we're the Powerpuff Girls. Puff Girls. Two of them. The third one is our ego. Yeah. It's the you got Buttercup and Blossom and you know Bubbles is just. The, the internet <laughs> ego between the two of us, right? Makes yeah, she's sense. a blonde. <laughs> yeah, blonde. Bimbo. I like that. Uh huh. Makes sense. Checks out. <laughs> but seriously well. though, it w- I almost wish we had a third because we would make kick-ass Powerpuff Girls, like modern Powerpuff Girls. That would be such mm-hmm. a good cosplay for us. Mm-hmm. I did. Well, we have Aaron. Um, so oh, I did yeah, Powerpuff Girls with Aaron here. Um, for Halloween a year and two years ago. We did Halloween. We did because we did it with our coworker who doesn't work there anymore, who was a brunette. And we did we did the Powerpuff Girls, but she's blonde, so she could be our she could be our bubbles. We'll bring her. We'll bring her on. Maybe we'll do that for Halloween. Maybe I'll force Aaron. I'll be like, Aaron, you're actually not even talking. You just have to sit behind me and be a prop. So we have our third Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> you're like a it. prop. <laughs> um, um, also, a uh, shout out. Sorry for the fact that it's four episodes in. You don't know who the fuck we are, but you do now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, like, well, congratulations on making it four episodes, having no clue who was talking or interacting with you. I think part um, of our charm is you get to watch us figure out what the hell we're doing. Um, it, it evolves over time. I think that's fun. Like, I, I like the idea of a fan in the future, like, going back and listening to our first episodes and going, oh, look how cute they were when they had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> no. Oh, excuse me. I'm already burping. I literally, uh, I was on Twitter scrolling and I guess I'm just getting like podcast content now because we're doing this and I'm editing stuff and Googling how to do things. And there was this one person who has like a lot of followers. She's like, I get real upset and usually exit out of a podcast when the podcasters don't introduce themselves off the bat. And I was like, whoops. (laughs) And then I read all the comments and they were like, yeah, I agree. I think it's really important. And I was like, I don't really know how Belle and I could introduce ourselves, but I guess we should at least say our names. (laughs) Like, at least. (laughs) So from now on, you'll know who we are. Yes. Indeed. So, what's the latest? What's the gossip, girl? Gossip. I don't have any good gossip. (laughs) This is the problem with being a recluse. 
<laughs> I know. I know. This is a problem with both of us being introverts as we come to the podcast and we're like, so I stayed in all week <laughs> and uh, played games. What did you do? <laughs> but I did, I did run into, you know, like I'm chronically online, but not nearly as much as I used to be. So I ran into something I saw the other day and I, I mentioned it in passing, but I think it's very interesting to me, the mindsets around social media as particularly like what set me off was I saw this post and it was somebody commenting on something. I don't even remember what the post was. And they said um, that social media is ruining our generation. And I remember it was something or our society, not generation. And I remember something along the lines of like pronouns, I think was the, the like topic that they were saying social media is ruining people about. And I just, I like think making it, ruining pronoun ruining pronouns for people or ruining no the like the idea of pronouns being important this person was insinuating that it's because social media is like implying that that's a thing and it's ruining people because they're too too much involved on social media etc i don't the context of the post isn't really necessarily important what got me though is like i think there are two sides to this coin like i this whole podcast is built on the idea that you can have a friendship online you can have meaningful connections online but i think that what a lot of older people don't recognize is that most of us are aware of the dangers of the internet too like we're not not falling for the prince from wherever's email (laughs) scam (laughs) like I, I can I can definitely see the argument for um like insecurity and uh self image being problematic online. I mean, you and I have talked about the fact that we go back on our Facebook memories and delete shit because it was cringy and we didn't know how to act on the internet. But it's not like it's also just this big beautiful access to information. Like it's not ruining us because we're on social media. It's ruining us just like colleges were ruining people because it's teaching them other perspectives. It's exposing you to a bunch of different things in life. Like, I hear the argument a lot that, oh, God, this didn't happen back in my day. It happened. You but just you just didn't, didn't hear about it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No, I. that's my huge thing is, like, the Internet just makes you more aware yeah of the issues like evil people exist no matter what and it can be really scary like spending i've spent too many hours going down scroll holes into places that i Mm -hmm. shouldn't have and that's a danger of the internet that's a part in which or these images that are being projected onto women and men about ideal body types and lifestyles and all these kinds of things i get the negative impacts of that i just wish the mindset wasn't social media is ruining society it was how can we use this as a tool instead of a negative thing i don't i don't know how to word that (laughs) yeah no there's a book i read this is it's about the atomic bomb actually it was about when it was invented and the reactions of the world to it overall like when when uh it first went off when we realized the capability that the world had and it was like there were three categories of people there were the people who were uh 
like excited for it who were like this is going to be huge for science for the future for everything there were the people who were like no this is horrifying this is going to you know this is bad this is we're not god etc and then there was a group of people that were the rationalists and it was like we agree with both sides and this is something that we have to because no matter what we're going to these things are going to exist and as humanity progresses and makes more discoveries and advances these types of scary things are going to happen more things are going to open up to us we are going to be able to do things we've never done before and they're going to be scary and they're going to be great now what we have to do is rationalize that and figure out how to best serve use it to serve humanity and there's going to be people who do it badly and there's going to be people who do it well but it's all about that like balance make balance and i actually think i remember now because you had said this to me like a couple like a little last week sometime you had mentioned this topic to me and i i remember thinking it was specifically apt to me in terms of um the ohio stuff going on at um mm-hmm. pa- uh palace i want to say palestine palestine I, it's, it's like east east palestine ohio i don't know if you know about what's happening there but a I train do. derailed yeah. and basically the government tried to cover this up using the whole china air balloon coming in and a bunch of other weird things being shot down over canada like all this other news to try to cover up this huge environmental disaster that has taken place and it was like the first time in probably that i can remember being on the internet that both my liberal and conservative friends were posting the same stuff on the internet and this wasn't like conspiracy this wasn't it was people saying something's wrong here this is a big deal and the only place you could find information on it was people on tiktok and instagram doing reels like scientists and environmentalists and uh, and BBC weird pol- news and was BBC, a big of course, source. For a no, lot it, of it always is outside of the United States. It's always like Al Jazeera or BBC. You have to look at those types. But it was really fascinating to see for once. I was like, this is one of those times where like people care because like this is upsetting that like something's being hidden this way. Like the people are being impacted, and like I don't know. And that's one of those times where I'm like, this is why the internet is so important. The type of information, yeah, there's false information. Yeah, you need to be accountable to that and do research on your own independently to make sure that you're really finding true things out. But like, this is one of the reasons the internet is so important because otherwise you wouldn't have access to that kind of information. And yeah, there are so many ways that they try and derail that. Like you were saying with the the media coverage, the main media coverage was all these other things except for this big what they are comparing to Chernobyl <laughs> um, thing mm-hmm. happening in Ohio. Uh, I remember actually seeing one of those tactics in action. And I'm not sure if it's happened since, but uh, I remember there was another like club shooting that was going on, and all of a sudden, my TikTok feed was nothing but videos over a million views. Every single one of them was videos over a million views. And it was that entire day that the news was breaking. It was anybody who was talking about it was getting shadow banned. Like, there was nothing in my feed. And that is scary. That is a scary function of social media. That they can just be like, oh no, la la, look at the dancing pretty ladies. So this is where (laughs) actually, and I've gotten in arguments with some of my more liberal-leading friends about this, where I actually don't think that, like, I don't think that, platforms should be able to regulate the way they do i don't think that twitter should be preventing bots and fake accounts and and uh and uh what's it called oh my god why am i blanking on the word um when you when you censor speech 
uh oh just like banning or not, yeah i guess Spe speech censorship there i thought yeah. there was a word for it that i'm trying to think of but anyway i think that's problematic if you realize that the reason you're asking for it is because you want what you want banned but you're yeah. not like allowing like you don't you're not going to be okay when your stuff is banned what happens when the things that you need to, visit, to be seen are, are banned because there's some sort of like I, I have this issue with regulating the internet i know that there needs to be a balance i know that some things do need to be like prevented i do agree like i can't get a fucking ps5 because of bots so like yeah please get rid of them but like i'm talking like specific types of regulation that like companies i mean they're companies so they can do whatever they want but like i don't think it's right to censor speech sometimes in some cases because i think that means it's going to get turned around and used on important things like that like when an entire social media app is able to just shadow ban as many people as they want to control the, the flow of information that's problematic to me i don't yeah. think that that's and that's i think one of the issues with the u.s government trying to regulate the internet and trying to control these companies i think there's just i think there's a lot of it's going to be fascinating to watch how the internet changes over the coming years especially with ai and all this stuff that people like metaverse and all that stuff because it, it, there's inevitably going to be it's going to become far more controlled and you're going to have i mean you're already questioning what is true and what isn't yeah i think it's going to get worse i but. think it's i think it's a it's a weird type of balance because as much as true information can get spread misinformation can also get spread just as quickly over the internet and that's where like the thought process behind regulation is so good in concept like you don't want to be giving platforms to nazis and white nationalists and mm -hmm. racists and all sorts of other problematic communities you don't want that but you also don't want to potentially risk <laughs> natural good information getting covered up because what if those white nazis or nationalists or other problematic people are in charge of censoring and like, completely because i think that those people censoring them is going to make them angrier it's going to make them go find something else to use some other platform something less which safe. i'm not necessarily it's, mad about but then you also won't know about them yeah when you rather know when you rather know your neighbor hates you that is so that's the thing that um really got me about uh actually the trump election um so i personally believe that the biggest social impact that trump had was he gave power to the people who were not voicing these opinions so freely to voice those opinions because if the president can do it why can't i um so it outed a lot of people it outed a lot of people as problematic and they were all of a sudden all on these platforms and all sharing their beliefs and all out in the open and it was both enlightening and frustrating. Enlightening because obviously I get to know who my life is problematic. Um, frustrating because some of the things you see, some of the comments I see on the internet from certain people, and I'm not just saying Trumpies, like all walks of people, including liberals, gotta put that out there, um, are horrifying like they're horrifyingly inhuman <laughs> in my opinion it makes me question my belief in humanity it makes me question a lot of things <clears throat> it's it's this is what you'll hear me all the time say my conservative and liberal friends because i don't i, I refuse to participate in this two-party mentality where like the people who who adhere to a certain thought 
and belief system and are and refuse to budge on it because they believe that the other side is wrong and attack and harm and hurt and prevent people from living their lives and being humans in any capacity on either side are people that I can't stand. I have no interest in engaging with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to listen to you spew your vitriol. I don't like you. Um, most of the people I know who are conservative or liberal leaning are very kind. Pe the people I welcome into my life are people who are able to debate, who are able to discuss, who would never deny someone a human right for any reason. Like I uh, can appreciate and understand them. But for me, the large majority of the United States is broken up into this two party system that requires people to like mm -hmm. actively hate each other. And meanwhile, the fucking top whatevers are getting away with whatever they want because we're down here fucking fighting between ourselves. Oh, yeah. There's um, a huge, huge power play to the two party system that is massively wow. problematic um, for any growth in our country. And. Uh, yeah, and, but to your point about censorship, that brings up another conversation about echo chambers. And that is a weird place that I think people don't think about enough is, yes, I don't want to be friends with people who are horrible, who are mm -hmm. think that I don't deserve rights, who whatever. But there is something to be said for listening to or at least giving space to opinions that are different than your own whether you yeah. agree with them or not in the end as long as you're not like being hateful or hurtful mm -hmm. like intentionally hurtful because i'm sorry you're not going to get anywhere in a debate if you're just insulting someone that's not a debate that's just a, a playground argument um giving space to that other opinion is how we grow listening to other people's experiences you are only able to see the world through the lens that is given to you through your experiences and the experiences of the people around you if you're not willing to open that up then you're never going to grow and you're never going to potentially you could potentially keep causing harm unknowingly yeah oh it's it's absolutely true i think i was very it actually was for me it was very much before I started my degree in archaeology um, and then I took up the project that I did in archaeology and I started working with a professor who works in the deep south on a site there and <clears throat> as my preconceived biases and notions of what the south was and and who the people were there were so left-leaning in terms of like everyone there is either a racist or someone who has been impacted by slavery and racism like it's 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 very it's white it's like the white people who are bad. Like, I just had this very skewed vision that I didn't even realize was just so embedded in being like a, a Northeastern person and going there with this professor who was like, I work with these communities closely. I have to develop really important relationships with them that d depend on us being able to get funding and working with them and then liking us and like them respecting what that we're doing and understanding how important this is. And it's all about building community relationships. And I realized how like, different perspectives are so important realizing that like people in the deep south who live in poverty who are wealthy who are in any situation they all have these unique experiences that have like changed who they are who it was just so weird i was like these are humans why have i always been looking at this as like these are some crazy like it was it was fascinating it changed my whole outlook and the way my professor handled it all and like taught me how to engage with people and taught me to always approach people as just like you're a human being and we're here to get to know each other and teach you and you teach me and let's talk 
and that's how I've taken everything since then. Like I, I refuse to like accept that like people aren't talking from experience, want people to understand them. And if you actually can sit down and talk to someone who is able to like talk and explain and discuss, you'll find that like you will learn something and they may learn something from you and you may leave the table both much happier and much more understanding and compassionate people. Um, so. I, I remember my aha moment with that was um, I, I've always been an argumentative, passionate person. I, my parents used to tell me I should be a lawyer. Um. <laughs> I, I used to be the same. I, got, I would fight anyone. I, I would fight, fight anybody I was, I, on Facebook, I was, too. <laughs> mm-hmm, I had no Talking idea about those how memories. to back down. And I, yeah, me neither. I remember when it really clicked for me, like, just how important being patient and, like, having a conversation with someone was. Because uh, one of my friends on Facebook, it was somebody I kind of sort of knew through a different connection. You know, somebody you add on Facebook because, oh, you you ran into them and that's just how it goes, right? Um, well, they were posting something and I, I can't remember the exact post, obviously, because I have a goldfish brain. Um, but I do remember it was something negative towards the gay community. And I took the time to, like, sit there and have a like genuine non-angry conversation with them about why they thought the way they did and Mm -hmm. why their comments were hurtful and they i remember their like almost exact words were i was raised in a very religious household i had no experience Mm -hmm. with gay people Mm -hmm. i was told everything about being gay was wrong like i really appreciate you taking the time to sit with me and talk about this because it's really changed my like it's opened my eyes and it's changing my perspective and I mm-hmm. sat there and was like wow like the, it really hit me that the, not all people are bigots because they are choosing to be bigots like they just don't know there's a lot of ignorance out there that could be taught and and provide room for growth for people you know mm-hmm. even me like yeah. i oh really i believe in a philosophy no, even me <laughs> but like i'm perfect no you are I, you are I, I believe in the philosophy of i want to be growing and changing and learning until the day i die like i want to know if something that i'm doing is problematic people might i mean this might this might be make a lot of people i mean okay so i grew up very religious men switch very liberal um, and now I don't swing either way anymore, but I did take the time. I was very, what you were saying, I was very argumentative. I fought, I argued, I was defensive. I stood my ground on like all the fronts of what I believed were the principles of like the Democratic Party and the Lib- and, and now, and when I started realizing the issues that I was, do- what I was doing, I started to actually educate myself far more on what the conservative party believes in and stands on and what the underlying older ideas behind it not necessarily the this is sounding worse because of the way i'm explaining it but like what i just basically tried to educate myself on what the party systems have been throughout the history of the united states what do people actually believe? what are these like yeah what are the theories what is the what are i just i looked into religion i looked into governments i looked into you know politics philosophy things like that i just started reading educating myself, and trying to figure out where do i actually stand on these issues and i do lean conservative in many ways when it comes to governments and my opinions on like what government should be able to do and oversight and things like that 
But I also, am I never, I, I just don't understand this idea of like ever denying a human being any sort of right besides like, like as long, like, I don't know. I just, one of the things I realized too, I, I through a lot of conversations with people about like issues of like people, especially a lot of times when I've listened to podcasts, talking to people who are like extremely racist, I, I've heard them have conversations with people and, and be, and be, uh, have their opinions changed, realize what they're doing, the, 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 what they are saying is wrong and harmful and hurtful. But a lot of it come, it, I've recognized comes from them real admitting that it comes from a place of feeling like life has been like, we also suffer. We are also poor. This is a classist issue. Like I also can't get a job or you know what I mean? And people being like, this feels unfair to me that like, why can't we talk about it as like a bigger issue that's impacting multiple, like other people and not understanding the history and, and like things like, and it's just interesting how like when you are really willing to engage in conversation, how much perspectives can change. And that's the huge issue at hand. Like most people won't, most people will just stand their ground and they also engage with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. When you only hang echo out with chambers. everyone who's going to agree with you, echo chambers and agree with you and just going to, yeah, exactly. You're never going to change your opinion. You're never, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, it's, and the internet to loop it back around can be both a amazing place for expanding yep. your perspective or it can be a place where you cultivate a certain kind of feed and you only have certain people in your list and you never see any other perspective or entertain mm -hmm. any other perspective mm -hmm. and i that sucks it really yeah it sucks and i think that's like why ultimately the statement that social media is ruining our society isn't correct it's it's the same no. about anything it's how you use something that matters. Yeah, like, how are you using it? If you're saying it's ruining things, it's probably because you're using it in a way that's not benefiting you. Mm -hmm. Also, it's not going anywhere. That's yeah. my other huge point. It's not going anywhere. So you either need to not use it yourself and get over it, adapt and learn to use it in a way that is ben that benefits you, or, you know, die. <laughs> <laughs> Or just I just I don't die. know. <laughs> or just die. That looks the easy way to do it. Just get out of here. <laughs> you know, I I think I, that yeah. I really wish there was a comedian last uh who I saw last Friday. He kept it was very interesting because he kept um backstory. My partner and I both have green hair. We dress very alternative. I've got the slit in my eyebrow, the 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 makeup. He has these boots that go up to his knees and have like three inch heels on them we look like liberals so we you know there's that typical green haired liberal meme which i don't get why it's green isn't hair it blue hair i thought it was I blue hair it might be blue hair it might be i think it's hair. blue haired because Either wait way. oh never mind there's a <laughs> hilarious meme never mind <laughs> So we're running late to this show, and somehow we still get put in the front row of this comedy show. And the guy gets on stage, and he points to us immediately, and he goes, oh, you're not going to like my set. And Anki and I look at each other, and we're like, okay. And he keeps going, and he's telling these jokes, and they're not unfunny jokes. Like, they're, they're, are they a little crass sometimes? Are they a little wildly observant sometimes yes they're not bad jokes like nothing that he said other than this like incessant repeated 
oh, you're not going to like this thing that he kept doing. He kept pointing I feel like at he us, got like, burned by some real like liberals. <laughs> you're not going to like this. And I'm just sitting there like, well, you're not even giving it a chance. Like, the white woman behind me, the, like, middle-aged white woman who probably should have been on his side was the one heckling him, not us. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But he made this joke, and, God, I completely lost my train of thought there. Blue hair, liberal, green haired, you dressed like him, joking about it. <laughs> uh, goldfish brain back on track. Um, so he he mentioned the two party system, he, a, a joke he made, and he said something that resonated through the entire crowd, through somebody who named himself as a Trump supporter, through people who were clapping because they thought he was going to make Trump supportive jokes when he wasn't. Um, Every single person in that room clapped when he said, we should not have old people on our government. <laughs> like, can we just have just less talking to someone about this? Old people uh, in our government. Someone, I was talk talking to someone about how much I hate Nancy Pelosi. And they were like, people were like, but she's like a liberal woman, female power. And I'm like, no, she's a fucking old asshole. She should, there are so many better people out there who have spent their entire lives, professional careers, who could be good politicians. And, are, and she's just holding on to this fucking, uh, she's gone now, but she was just lost little, like, yep. let go. There needs to be, I, I, I am a firm believer in an age cap on, uh, mm -hmm. on, on, on and any political caps. job. Jesus. Oh my God. Term caps, age caps. Like, Supreme Court should not be for life. Mm -mm. President should not be. You should mm -mm. not be over. I, per, I don't think you should be over 60 to be president. My thing with the eight, these eight, like, listen, I hate Trump. I also have no love for Biden. None yeah. at all. I he, understand why we needed it. But, like, there were so many better options. I wanted Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is an ancient fuck. Why can't we, like, put a fucking age limit on these people? And, like, good job. You did it. You, like, good, get out. Go retire now. That was something that he brought up, too, is when he first got on the stage, he was like, oh, go Biden, right? Yay, Biden! And both Aki and I were like, he's a president. Like, I didn't, I'm not like a Trump, like, I'm not a Biden stan, because it was a lesser of two evils. Like, I had no choice. Um, but I, I like, like I, 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 uh, I, a, a fact that, like, baffles me, that people don't realize just how quickly our country has changed. And the thing that really puts it in perspective for a lot of people, the first black woman to go to an all-white school is still alive. Yeah. And She's still and the, alive. And the, I know. And the, and the women who went with her and heckled her are still alive, too. And I've those people are I've in our government. <laughs> yep. And they're no, the people. I know. Like, we have this old-ass generation who's not at all in touch with the current generation, which, nope. like have a at least a range like have a couple of Wait, old people so that the you... old people are represented i want you to have representation yeah but also like please do you why? remember when the old white democratic party do you remember that where they all tried to like go and like wear those african scarves and kneel oh god I and don't it was like there were like it was like the it was like the senate the the democrats Nancy Pelosi was one of them, and they and it wasn't even like someone was like these the 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 patterns they're wearing aren't even like they don't even know what they, that they're religious like they shouldn't be wearing them and they like Ooh. all tried to, like they kneeled it was like the most it, I was like what on 
so uncomfortable. You think you're doing something, and this is so cringe. Just stop. Oh my god, it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's just like why does it? What is it? They're they love their power. They that love is their just power. Not a society we should be building. They love like, the money. They make so much money. They make so much money. And it takes it's, so it's, much corruption and like issues to get to that position too. Like it should not be that hard to be a politician, in my opinion. It shouldn't. No. It should. It actually should be I, hard. It should be. It should be tough and it should be it should be hard to be a politician in terms of like you don't get paid a lot yeah you are a civil servant your duty is to the people mm -hmm. it does suck like you you don't get a ton you do it because you know it's important and you care like you will get the right people then it's like the people who teach you know like teachers like who get paid shit but they keep going back because they know that educating kids is important it's that same mentality it should not there should be no big benefits to being a politician it should be a struggle Mm -hmm. And that's the people. The people who end up there are the people that you're gonna want. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Overall, I have two things to say. Fuck the two-party system. It should not be binary. There should be more flexibility to it. It shouldn't just be. <laughs> that's a great argument, also for Democrats. The genders. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you could like, be like, oh, you, you, you don't, you only, do you, do you disagree with two-party system? Yeah. Okay. You think that there's also only two. <laughs> Okay. Fuck okay. the binary. Fuck it all. Fuck all the binary. Mm -hmm. And screw the electoral college. Get that shit out of here. And redlining. Okay. You know, honestly, the bureaucracy. Gerrymining. We just. I do. I do think that we just. Yeah. Gerrymanding. Mm, I'll mind her, Jerry. Um. I think that like generally the entire. I just think that like sometimes I'm like we need a hard. I sometimes I. This is probably why I like like dystopian shit because there's a point there's a part of me that's like we need a hard reset like we just need like it to reset we need raiders and small little communes to pop up that have to develop their own political systems there was this and... horrible part of me that was like if we have another civil war it might actually benefit us like <laughs> no like I, here's my thing i'll either die in the nuclear war or i'll try and survive and then i'll get to watch as the world rebuilds itself which i think it honestly needs either way watching uh hunger games the other day i decided that self-care was getting drunk and watching hunger games um mm -hmm. and it reminded me of the shout out to liam hemsworth shout out to <laughs> jennifer okay you know why i shouted out liam hemsworth <laughs> anyway Oh um, man, I I Liam, remember my reading boy. a quote somewhere that was like, "Uh, you have a kid, a generation of kids who are raised on like Hunger Games and Hogwarts and, um, Divergent and like all these like massive overthrowing the government kind of themes in teenage empowering books. friendship, empowering like yeah, franchises." Mm -hmm. And you're surprised that this generation is like fighting against the man, like yeah. Why? No, it's so true. <laughs> it is absolutely true. My friend sent um, me a TikTok um, that was like, uh, the best thing about all the UFO sightings is that a bunch of UFOs means that an alien uh, species is here to overthrow us, and that is so much better than the two-party system. <laughs> or the alien species, now that they haven't shown themselves in any capacity, are so embarrassed by us all <laughs> that they've left. <laughs> and we still have to overthrow ourselves at this point. Oh, um, wait, 
ask you though. I speaking of the internet and stuff, I saw you tweeted that you got uh, like about like a nine hundred upvote or something oh. on Reddit. I was this wait? But first, I, first, does this have to do with bugs? No, no, but that would be hilarious. No, it actually okay. has to do with gay people. Um, oh, I, I did, okay mean. for context. Bell and her partner raise bugs. <laughs> They're actually not bugs. I know, and I care. Isopods. There we go. I could not so, think of the words. Sorry, they're isopods or roly polies or pill bugs or potato bugs wherever you're from they are technically crustaceans land mm -hmm. crustaceans um they are i should know this they, you should get fossils of them but uh yes we have collections of isopods he has several different species i have one they're called glaciers they're very cute they're sitting right next to me i'm staring at them that's why i'm looking off um, bell got me to join the reddit isopod community so i get i get to occasionally scroll through nerd posts about isopods but I have and it's very gotten, they're like, very cute a they lot are so of upvotes on there for like that server because there's like 50 people in it so that was my guess is like a yeah, lot <laughs> fair enough yeah i should go in there and upvote yours my favorite are the duck the duck isopods rubber so rubber duckies cute. rubber they duckies oh my god up. they literally they're look so like cute rubber ducks. they're <laughs> they so do. cute um, my temptation would be to get in a bath with all of them <laughs> <laughs> but no i actually I, I feel guilty for like getting so much fame quote unquote on reddit it's at like twelve thousand upvotes literally now. good karma no that's great it's but karma. it's it's for me my stole from facebook like i literally i saw it on facebook i'm gonna i'm going to downvote it there's she this, stole this <laughs> there's this subreddit it's actually kind of funny it's called Sapphone friends and it's the concept of that subreddit is like casual gay erasure. So it's like all these people who are like, oh, they were just friends, you know, like they were just roommates, you know. Uh. Um, and I found a post on Facebook where it was like uh, two guys laying in an open grave. And the comment is that Vine quote that was um, two, two guys laying in a grave five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> And somebody else actually clarified that the 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 image we were looking at was an art installation, um, and in between the graves was a hole, and they had they were holding hands, and the two people in the grave were actually married. They were literally gay, like gay married. That was the whole point of the the picture, and I was like, oh look, it's I mean it's a joke, obviously it's yeah. a joke, it's a fucking yeah, yeah, mind yeah. joke, but look, gay, and it's like. And so yeah. I posted that on Sapphone Friends, and I had the wrong flair at first. I, I chose casual erasure, and apparently it was supposed to be memes and satire, so I changed the flair. How dare you? But I got, like, 12,000 upvotes, and, like, half the comments are them telling me I don't get the joke. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I get the joke. That's why I shared it. It's just <laughs> still funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of Vine and the internet, God, bring back Vine. Seriously. Hashtag the best. And it was, I get that, like, TikTok is sort of taking Yeah, I would say, sense, like, they're supposed like, to be. But it's ahead. that short, it's it's the short thing. It's the, you barely have, it's 15 seconds. Yeah. It's And it's not even, the problem with TikTok and Instagram and all these is, like, it is definitely curated. Like, you're, film, you're pur yeah. like purposely filming it. A lot of, like, Vine is so organic. Like, it, it, they eventually got, obviously, people were filming stuff, but it just felt very, I guess that's what all of these start as. I guess we'll never go back to Vine because that was the, 
the incubator for all of this. It just say, know, kills me fine. that that platform specifically was nuked. And it is funny to me, though, that the concept was so strong. Like, TikTok, people call it the dance app, that it started off as a dance app. But people forget that it used to be Music Lily. It wasn't TikTok originally. It was Music Lily. That app was all over my feeds for the longest time. It was a lip-syncing app. That was the entire point of it, was you were supposed to sing along the songs, and that was it. But we were like, no, we need our funny videos back. <laughs> yep. Completely monopolized the platform for a totally Ugh. different reason. But I will say one of my favorite, like, sayings to come from vine is still do it for the vine like the concept of do it for the vine do it for the vine no that's what that's why i say it do it for the content now but it's definitely do it for the vine no that's funny because i was actually thinking about i wish i had become like i wish i had been there at the inception of tiktok and all that stuff like i just have never been a tiktok person i've always been an instagram person but that's because do you remember visco girls no you don't know visco okay visco is like was a camp was a like a camera photo app that you would take pictures and add filters and stuff and have your own little collection of photos and stuff and it was before instagram and at first it was only for iphone and then instagram came out only for iphone everybody like migrated over there instagram was only for iphone at the beginning yeah you couldn't use it so there were like android versions of instagram that it uh, android users were used um i forget they looked similar but it wasn't the same thing until they finally got it for uh android but uh but the, it, I, fa- I came across a, um, an Instagram profile recently of a person who still had, like, their Visco link in their Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, a Visco girl. It's a whole thing. You should look it up. If you, like, just look up Visco girl and see what you find out. Like, it's cra- it was a crazy subculture. It was all over um, uh, Tumblr. Like, you mm. would post your Visco cam images. It was crazy. The internet was so wild back then. One of the things I think that makes me identify in some ways more with millennials but also not is i i didn't have a lot of access to the internet when all the people my age were getting it yeah yeah same so like (laughs) i didn't i mean i i think i had a facebook my i want to say it was my junior year that my parents gave me a facebook but it was like a heavily monitored by them and i didn't really have yeah mine was too access to it i didn't have a smartphone because they didn't exist yep. back then i didn't have everything i did was sneaking time. on the internet like i didn't yep. have this is what led me to like the most unmonitored computer time i had was my sophomore year i went to an all online school my parents didn't know that google plus the social media app was really a thing so yeah i went buck wild on google plus and was a yeah, because you talked about degenerate. that. You did your yeah, you yeah. did all those. Uh... But the weirdest thing <laughs> that I ended up doing, and I don't think I've talked about this before, but stop me if I have. Um, the two internet accessible devices that I had allowed in my room after dark was my Nintendo DS, which I used to turn on PictoChat just to see if my brother was also on his DS, so we could talk to each other, because those were the only two people who were close enough to PictoChat. Um, and my, uh, Nook, my e-reader. And at the time, I was really big into this series called The Warriors. And it's about cats who have, like, these 
it's like a it's like a house cat that runs away to the forest and discovers there's this whole like universe of wild cats with these clans and they have like this hierarchy and they have all these adventures. I think I know this series. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. And in the book reviews of these books was a wildly popular roleplay community that would roleplay living as these cats in book reviews on Nook. And I, at the time, was so egotistical to believe that, like, we single-handedly did it. But if you look at other books from that era, like, if you can find them, if they haven't all been removed, um, people were roleplaying in these comments, like, a lot like it wasn't just no you're 100 right because i have i i'm gonna make my confession after your confession (laughs) (laughs) this i'm glad i'm not the only one this is making me feel great because i know i have a huge huge confession i discovered like all these other ones Mm -hmm. and obviously there were sexual ones and there were some moments that that i got into it you know like (laughs) it was so bad that like you're a furry You're a furry. She's a furry. Everyone, she's a furry. Look at her. Look at her. She's a furry. There's nothing wrong with furries. Disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with furries. Anyway, (laughs) keep going. Um, But, like, I I was deep into this roleplay community until finally they they shut down the feature to, like, review books mobily because people were doing it so much. And I was... (laughs) They're like, servers couldn't handle the amount of comments. That was, like, my exposure to the internet. Like, I feel weird because I'm, like, I don't – I didn't get to grow up in the YouTube era. I didn't really have exposure to Vine Mm -hmm. all that much because I didn't have access to the internet during these times. Nope. But what did you do, Babs? Well, okay. So I also had very little exposure. Um, And this actually – I should say what I'm going to tell you came later. I had very – I was, like – so, like, for example, my – when everyone was getting their first iPods, like my mom took pity on me, but she bought me a fucking Zune. Their music for Zunes didn't even go. It like la- that Zunes lasted like six months, and then people were like, "No one's doing we're not supporting like, us anymore." It was insane. I was so mad, but no, I wasn't allowed to. Like, I barely every anything I was exposed to, I would get through. Like, friend, I would go to friends' houses and I'd watch stuff there and all that. But I did have a laptop for school, and I would sneak stuff on there. Um, and I did, but everything was closely monitored. My mom had it like shut off at certain times. She could see my Facebook, all this stuff, but I did just, but as I got older and I find, but yeah, so I like the advent of YouTube and all that vine. And I, I often credit the reason, (laughs) the reason I'm so childish now, (laughs) or like the reason (laughs) that's silly, the reason I'm into gaming and all this, and I'm on the internet. So it's because I feel like I didn't get to do that when I was younger. And now I feel like one of the reasons I relate so much to Gen Z and also I sound so nasally, I'm congested. I have a cold. I'm sorry. (laughs) But one of the reasons I relate so much, I think to like the younger generations Mm -hmm. and like engage with it so much more is because I had so little of it in my life. And now I'm like hyper invested in it. Um, but um, so when I first started, when I first got, I got a Tumblr and I got Instagram for the first time, I started a, um, a roleplay group called Gotham TM. Um, and it, it's actually the reason I had followers on the Instagram account that I have right now that I built up, uh, was because I had started that back when Instagram like first started on Android. Um, and I still have the remnants of, the, I still have three friends scattered all over the world who were my original 
um, Gotham ladies. I was Batgirl. Uh, we had uh, we had uh, <clears throat> Catwoman, and who else? Who were the other two? Um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Um, so it was like the four of us, and we ran it. But then we had auditions for different roles, and we had a Batman who came in. We had a Dick Grayson, and what we would do is we would we, you'd post a picture to Instagram, and it would and you would tag you would initiate a story and tag the person in it that you wanted to engage with. And like start like a whole storyline going across everyone's Instagram accounts, and then you go post stories and like respond in the comments to create your role play. Uh, and then the Tumblr is where we would then move for like the big action moments, like where we would finally like all get together to like fight. Awesome, <laughs> so cheesy. It was so That's cool. Awesome. It was this crazy role play community, and we always had like open spots for like, okay, guys, we uh we have an open spot for uh Scarecrow. We need a new member. We need Scarecrow. And then we would post an opening, and we all had thousands of followers. We had all of, like, like there are some really famous Batman um, accounts that used to follow, like, all of us that, like, are now big. But, like, we all, like, started. It was just this crazy community across the globe of, like, That's amazing. people. My Tumblr got hacked, so I can't access it anymore. But, like, one of my big, my finest moments was when I initiated a, um, I initiated, uh, you know, the, um, uh, Darkest Night, the the, oh, the yeah. Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I initiated a Darkest Night scenario where like we all got black rings and like we had to escape. It was crazy, Blackest crazy night. stuff. That is my <laughs> Blackest Night, yeah. Uh, my my biggest complaint about that is that Batman is the one who saves the day. <laughs> uh, that's my biggest uh <laughs> positive about that. It proves that like normal people can do shit. Okay, well I'm sorry, normal, <laughs> wealthy, <laughs> millionaires, but billionaires brooding billionaires with so much money they think they're god <laughs> yeah yeah they can do a lot of shit they are god because they did save everyone all right it's only because of his foresight and realizing he needs to know what all the weaknesses were smart smart man anyway yeah so i had this whole role-playing community it was crazy and i'm still friends with the four girls we're still like friends on facebook and instagram I love um that. they're like all it's funny they're all married with kids now I'm, I'm the only one who's not. I like but. to think about the Warriors people because that's a that's unfortunately a series that I feel like a, most series take off, like full series take off because of the world building. Like while yeah. the story is important and it means something to people, that world building, that concept of a different existence is what really hooks people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was such a unique and beautiful world for a younger generation. Like, obviously, I'm not going to push a bunch of adults to pretend they're cats. But, like, <laughs> like I, furry. I... She's furry. She's a furry. You heard it here, folks. She's a furry. It's no, I Disclaimer, already have There's enough. nothing wrong with furries. <laughs> um, I, so, like, I, it's one of those, like, series that I really wish hadn't died out, um, had more exposure yeah yeah unfortunately batman didn't die out (laughs) i really i really think that there's there should be less shame around that like um no absolutely i'm an avid participant in the D &D culture um Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh larp culture out there for those who don't know that's live action role play it's basically D D, but you play like you it's a secret desire of mine to larp 
Mm-hmm. You improv. I've and and there's so many communities out there that I think are really cool that are minor forms of that. For people who aren't, like, super into the, like, I'm going to be an actor or anything like that, there's things like uh, there's something near me called War. And it is a four-day-long event where you go and you dress in the period of, like, uh, Ren Fair type gear. Like, you have to dress in character. Yep. Like, it doesn't have to be – you don't have to have a character, but you have to dress in character. And there are people who are there who go all out, who provide that environment, who are the court and the jesters and the entertainment and all that kind of stuff. And you get to live a little bit like it was – medieval times and it's yep. beautiful i've looked into signing up for these like weeks away of that type of stuff there's some on the east coast too I think I... it's really cool i think that there mm-hmm. is so much beauty and majesty in the concept of living outside of yourself for a little while mm-hmm. i agree it looked like i was crying there i was yawning trying to hide <laughs> it but it looked like i was getting really emotional but i do agree 100 percent. i think it's here <laughs> larping no, I think it's really cool. I've looked into ones where you go away for like a week. Like you can die, like you can be killed. Um, you could go to a potion master and get potions to res you. Like there's so many cool things. I'm like, oh my god, I want to live like this for a week. But I have yet to do it. Maybe we should do that. Maybe that's what we should do when we get together. Hey, I mean, if you can, this year you do Comic Con. Next year you come. Next to year war. we do a LARP. Okay. Yeah, I like that. By then, too, maybe we'll be super famous and, like, we'll have to, like, <laughs> get content. You're not allowed to bring phones or anything, but we'll have to, like, Probably get secret yet. content. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe we'll make it – maybe we'll have our own LARPing event. <laughs> that, too. That would be cool. Hosting our own LARP. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We'll be cats, obviously. Yeah. Cat queen and ki- – King. I said queen and cat king. queens. I'll be king. <laughs> okay, we can just be cat queens. <laughs> be a matriarchal society of cats. <laughs> I like it. We'll call everybody our kittens. <laughs> no one's gonna come to this. No one is interested. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, by then we'll have found those people. <laughs> it will be the entire kink community showing up to be called kittens. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're just gonna get all the like puppy masks and pet play fetish that we didn't expect mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like wow i'm so fascinated by society like that is i think my I biggest most beautiful thing i love observing i love seeing where people's minds go i love the different aspects of life that i never thought i'd be exposed to and finding yeah. them and seeing them yeah, to a festival. It was only one festival, but it literally like I sound so basic right now, but it changed my life. Like I was there and I was looking at all these people and they were just so free and they just existed. And I thought that was so beautiful and I love that. I love seeing people just have the freedom to exist in whatever form that makes them happy. No, I'm with you. I, uh, I, I'm a people watcher. That's I'm an introverted people watcher. One of my favorite parts about living in a city is just going out and sitting somewhere and watching. Um, and it's fascinating when you, especially this is one of those things we were talking about earlier. It circles back to like there have been evil people and good people throughout history. Like that's not going to change with the internet or anything like that. But like I just love knowing that like 
there have always been weird people. There have always been strange hobbies. There have always been like people doing strange, interesting things. It's one of the reasons I love archaeology is finding these things out that people have been doing forever and continue to do and will always do and be creative and weird and fun and interesting and find ways to keep themselves entertained in this fucking lunatic world we live in. Like everyone has something they need to do to take their mind off this thing. And if it's not bad, um, like it's, it's so cool to realize that the, the expanse of the human imagination that allows people to like feel good and, and experience life in such a unique way. So I'm all about it. Do your thing. That's why disclaimer, no, nothing wrong with furries. Like she's a furry. <laughs> She's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> Nothing wrong. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's just a strange. It's just a strange one. Just... It's a strange. It's one that I. Same with people who ask me for foot pictures. You that makes you happy? Great. I don't get it, but no, awesome. I don't get it, but you do you as long yeah. as it's consensual. Yep, it's consensual. It's making and you happy. everyone's it's not harming anyone. Yes. Well, that's consensual. Yeah, but people I guess not. That. You're right. You're right. You're people right. People forget that. Um, <laughs> we're hitting the end you're of the podcast minor, you and this is where we're going you can't consent you're not consenting you think you're consenting coming from a minor who thought they were consenting sometimes you're not consenting yeah that's a whole different topic that will spiral yeah <laughs> I know hours, that's why I'm like we're getting into some deep my, shit at like a minute 56 <laughs> my, my senior quote was really cheesy so cheesy and it was something that an ex who is absolutely a psychopath said to me but it stuck and it was, I do not believe anyone is truly good or truly evil. And is that, like, yin-yang concept of there's always a spark of something good or something bad in everyone. Yes, everyone. there is. Everyone. And it is a very unique experience. And I think that the key to happiness for most people is the ability to find balance and that ability isn't always within their control but that is the key to happiness is the ability to find balance. full circle yeah. what i was saying about the atomic bomb and there were three categories of people and the people who are right were the rationalists who balanced both mm -hmm. it is all about balance baby i'm <laughs> not all high i swear to god <laughs> it's all, all about, about balance, balance baby it truly is it truly is said the emotional crazy person who can't <laughs> who texts bell 20 times a day out and screenshots everything and can't come up with her own solutions to any problems um same <laughs> and that's why this works <laughs> balance balance we are balance <laughs> bell and babs ba the balance bitches Renaming the podcast. <laughs> Next <laughs> I'm week. update everything. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make new RSS feeds. I'm gonna have to deal with all that all over again, but it'll be worth it. Balance, <laughs> bitches, baby. <laughs> this was a much more. It's actually funny. This is like I'm gonna have to put a thing in this dis disclaimer. This this podcast is way more serious than our past three. I, like I don't think we mentioned though. sex like, once. I do too. That's didn't. the point. Like. Yeah. That's something that like I really hope that people who have stuck around and listening <clears throat> understand is a huge part of what makes this fun and important for me is like you're getting ex like exposure to a modern woman. I don't know if that makes sense, but like modern woman, modern friendships and like the, the we think reality, and talk and interact. the reality yeah. of our lives and I yeah. it's not 
It's not PC. It's not nope. safe for work. It's not anything. You never, in you never know what you're gonna get. You never know <laughs> you what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You might cry. You might laugh. You might come. I hope you do I snuck all this, of those. I snuck, this, I snuck the sex in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note. <laughs> Do you think we're almost done? We are. I think that was yeah. Over. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. So you got anyone that you need a shout out or anything you would like? Yeah. To um, shout outs. Um, I honestly, I mean, us. I, I real big help is to just you know like and subscribe to the podcast either on Spotify, Apple, uh, pot, Apple Tunes, iTunes, that thing, um, <laughs> uh, and YouTube. Um, and then follow us on our social medias, which are all linked below. If you like watching variety streaming um you got bell or me who just says she's a variety streamer because she only streams valorant um just like you know keep keep up with us uh bell is the tiktok queen i'm the the instagram princess (laughs) i mean you're way better at tiktok than me i haven't posted a tiktok (laughs) in like seven months (laughs) but like it's still yours is at least fun to scroll mine's cringe (laughs) don't look at my tiktok look at bell's um but yeah so shout out to us uh, i guess my other shout out we're trying to do this thing at the end where we shout out things that we just have been invested in and interested in that make us happy whether or not they're famous already or whatever the situation is um and today bell and i were talking in a little bit about um nad pod not another D podcast it has saved my life i'm not actually kidding um it has kept me going through some of the worst times of my life and it also helped me realize what healthy friendships and healthy relationships look like in terms of just their interpersonal relationships um, it's in a fantastic podcast if you're into D&D or have ever been curious about it, or even just like audiobooks of really good fantasy fiction. They are just masterful storytellers. They just go sit down. They all play D&D together. They narrate it. They add music over top. It's so you, you just are so invested and it's so immersive. It's really good. And you do learn if you've ever been interested in D&D and you think you might want to play or something. You really do learn as you listen. Like there's a lot that they talk about. You start to recognize things. It's just a beautifully done podcast. They're in like their fourth, fifth, fifth season, I think. Um, but yeah, highly recommend them. They're the best. I I, I introduced Belle to them. Um, she listens to them now. It's so fun to get to talk to her about them. But yeah, really showed me what it is to like be healthy and happy and help me figure that out for myself. Uh, one year, my Spotify wrapped was actually them. Like they were the ones I listened to the most because I had so many hours just repeatedly listen, repeatedly listening to them. So. That would be my shout out for this week is um, not another D&D podcast, NADPOD. So I'll link them. There'll be a video up there probably showing them and then a link below. Belle? Uh, I don't I don't have much of a shout out. There's not a ton going on with me other than uh, I have a sick fascination with everybody knowing my every thought on Twitter now that I've discovered she has a Twitter now. its existence. I have a Twitter um, and I use it like my notes app, which my notes app is kind of cursed so it's it's beautiful and random and totally inconsistent and you should follow it um other than that i think that i also kind of want to throw my hat in the ring for nadpod uh just because like i really i really enjoy listening to them um i have loved D for a while but i was kind of losing my spark and a lot of things in my life and listening to them helped me rediscover a little bit of my spark for D&D uh, and that has made a huge impact in my life. Doing my D&D nights on Thursdays has been absolutely amazing for me. 
Um, and Nan Potter's just, it's really funny. It's really engaging. Funny. The story is great. The improv, like, these people, they just really know what they're doing, and they just have a lot of fun doing it. Like, it is not uh, just, it's They're the original college humor cast, I should say. If you liked college humor, a bunch of them were on that before, before it shut down. There you go. That is a good shout-out, because college humor, bomb. Yep. <laughs> Also, okay, well, if we're going to do that, then college humor shout out to Epic NPC Man. If you haven't watched that series, go watch that series now. It's hilarious. All right. I have not. <laughs> it's, it's one of the college humor. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's college humor. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's it's about, like, the real life versions of an NPC character, like their experiences as an NPC. And it's hilarious so go watch oh wait that. yes i have watched these yes 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 i know what you're talking about i've seen clips of them yes it's an aw i can't imagine being an npc awful life i I'm am probably, an NPC, i probably so I, I was gonna say i probably am one which is probably why i'm saying it's such an awful existence uh, but yeah so twitter and that pod and epic npc man cool all right well what a great podcast do we uh do we say it again I'm bad. I always said I'm Belle. <laughs> and that's Belle. That's really good. I'm bad, and that's Belle. <laughs> Belle. <laughs> Babs. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in for episode four. Um, and we will see you in two weeks for episode five. Five episodes. What? <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Bye.